take me out to the ball game tour. A great idea for a summer tour. Who gets credit for that? Um, Jerry Michelson. He's a promoter in um, like Chicago. We've known him forever, um, and he done like this Bob Dylan Willie Nelson tour in in ballparks. It was kind of novel, and it, it worked a treat. You know, both you know parties who went. You know, the, the people, the Bob Dylan fans. Doug the Willie Nelson thing and everything, and vice versa. So um, he suggested us and Brian Adams, and voila, there you go. So we have some Brits and a Canadian doing the American pastime. Absolutely. After the ball game tour. Yeah. You know, that's pretty cool. And you'd be amazed how many people say, so, you like baseball? And we're all like going, actually, don't know anything about baseball at all. But as Phil pointed out, it's just like we've been playing, like, you know, ice hockey arenas or basketball things, and we don't know how to play those games either. You know, we're soccer guys. Yeah, of course you are, yeah. Now, with the, with the baseball situation, uh, you're encouraging people to bring blankets because you'll set up in the outfield on the grass? Because we're cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just want blankets. Who's going to open a blanket shop? Throw your blankets on stage, please. They're trying to make it like a, a sort of a picnic, you know, day out vibe and bring kids under, under 12 getting free, that sort of thing. You know? I think it's cool. Yeah, it you is. Know, it's a family thing. So we've got to just tell Joe to like zip it with the potty mouth. You know? They're going to put a seven-second delay on the PA, just like you've got. Just like we have here, yeah. <laughs> we'll be singing the, the song before, before we're finishing the next one. <laughs> now, you and Brian Adams are alternating who headlines? Yeah, you know, kind of a co-headline thing. Flop. Yeah, yeah, just a flip of the coin there. Uh, now I'm looking at a 35-song double CD, Rock of Ages, the definitive collection. So the question begs to be asked: What are you going to play, and how long are you going to play? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a great position to be in, isn't it? We're actually having to edit down the set because we both play for 85 minutes. Um, we are doing some shows without Brian as well. We're, we're going out with uh, our old buddies Tesla, um, where we get to play for closer to two hours. So that makes it a little easier to pick the set, a little more demanding on the voices and stuff and the fingers. But, um, yeah, it, it's, 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 we looked at the songs and go, what do we drop, you know, and it's... You know, well, you just have to take the priority ones, and it is a best of tour. We can't afford to be arty here and, and do that thing where you know we're not going to play the hits just to kind of annoy everybody. Yeah. So we're actually doing the opposite. We're being good boys, and we're going to play all the hits. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Slam Fest podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pregame and experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So I saw the last show of a 26-date run featuring two 80s music giants, and this was my first time seeing both of them. This episode is going to revolve around the Rock and Roll Double Header Tour featuring Def Leppard and Brian Adams, which I saw on August 10th, 2005 at Oldsmobile Park in Lansing, Michigan. So this rock and roll double header tour got announced officially on May 27th, 2005 on the Today Show. Both Def Leppard and Brian Adams appeared on that morning show announced this tour, and each performed two songs. So surprisingly, I could not find any footage of that online. Actually, as the show was coming to a close, 
they went back outside and Def Leppard played no matter what, but I was trying to find some footage of them actually talking about the tour and could not find anything online. So again, 26 dates. So this tour crossed three months during that summer, June, July, and August. The June run, June 1st, Portland, Oregon, through June 11th, Fort Worth, Texas. Then July 1st, Camden, New Jersey, through July 10th, Rochester, New York. And then July 29th, St. Paul, Minnesota, through July 31st, Davenport, Iowa. August 2nd, Lincoln, Nebraska, through August 10th, Lansing, Michigan, which was this show and was the last show of this run. Now, Def Leppard was playing some other shows during those gaps in there. It didn't look like Brian Adams was doing anything during those gaps. So a couple things interesting about this tour. A, the matchup, Def Leppard and Brian Adams. And two, they decided to play minor league ball fields on this run. In addition, Def Leppard was on their Rock of Ages tour, so they're supporting that two-disc Rock of Ages compilation album that came out May 17th of 05, which was awesome. Much, much better compilation than that Vault compilation they came out with in, I think, the early to mid-90s. Then Brian Adams was on the Room Service Tour, so that was a studio album that he had released September 10th of 2004. So my backgrounds with the bands on the bill. So <laughs> Brian Adams, MTV, MTV, and MTV. So starting with the Cuts Like a Knife videos, those were the first ones that I saw and was introduced to him uh, that way. And then obviously the Reckless videos, which there were probably seven videos off of that album. So he was one of a handful of huge, huge acts from the 80s that benefited from the music video. But I never purchased anything from Brian Adams until much, much later. No need to. All over the radio, all over MTV. And then my background on Def Leppard. So again, MTV played a huge role in this. I remember seeing the high and dry performance videos. I know my brother had high and dry and then ultimately got pyromania as well. I remember purchasing the On Through the Night cassette early on. So that Van Halen 2 and Rainbow Bent Out of Shape were among my first purchases with my own money and then obviously the pyromania videos were huge you can remember the reissue of bringing on the heartbreak and of course me and my wine as well never got a chance to see them back in the day so my first opportunity would have been the hysteria tour and i actually don't remember that hitting omaha but apparently it did november 10th 1987 but I do remember it hitting Lincoln, Nebraska during that last leg of the tour. It actually hit there October 17th, 1988. And I remember people going to it. But again, I wasn't a huge fan of Hysteria. Didn't purchase it 
until much later. Didn't need to. It was all over MTV, all over the radio as well. So then during college, again, I was in Des Moines, Iowa, starting in the fall of 1991. The Adrenalized Tour hit Des Moines on December 15th, 1992. Again, college student, no money, and didn't have any way to get there. So I don't even remember considering going when it got announced. But there were a couple opportunities for me and did not happen. So now moving on to the show. So again, Oldsmobile Park, Minor League Baseball Stadium, housing the Lansing Lugnuts. They again have been around since about 1995. So it was about the time I moved up here. After college, the city approved the stadium and approved this minor league ball team. So Oldsmobile Park, awesome, awesome stadium, 10,000 seats, and just a beautiful brick stadium. So the Def Leppard website's got some great tour information out there. So they were listing the capacity at 7,500. Not sure how accurate that is because, again, there's 10,000 seats. My guess is they weren't selling all of them because some of them ended up being probably on the side of the stage that was out in the outfield. But then you also had the general admission down on the field as well. Obviously not on the diamond, but kind of out in the outfield area. And it listed the attendance at 6,564. So again, not sure how accurate this number is. So diving into the Brian Adams set list, One Night Love Affair, Somebody, 18 Till I Die, Can't Stop This Thing We Started, Let's Make a Night to Remember, Kids Wanna Rock, Summer of 69, Back to You, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, Cuts Like a Knife, When You're Gone, Open Road, Heaven, It's Only Love, and Closing Out the Regular Set, The Only Thing That Looks Good on Me Is You. Encored, Run to You, The Best of Me, and Straight from the Heart. So Breakdown. Zero songs off of Brian Adams' first two albums, self-titled, and You Want It, You Got It. Two songs from Cuts Like a Knife. Six songs from Reckless. Zero songs from Into the Fire. Two songs from Waking Up the Neighbors. Three songs from 18 Till I Die. One song from MTV Unplugged. One song from One Day Like Today. Zero songs from Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. One song from The Best of Me, Hits Compilation from 1999. And then one song from the album he was supporting called Room Service. So again, that tour section on the Def Leppard site's got quite a bit of detail on there. And it, I think, listed the time. So Brian Adams came on at 6.40 and was on stage until 8.00. So again, this tour, they alternated closing spots. Again, you were getting about 90 minutes from each of them. So headlining level sets from both, which was awesome. Brian Adams' band at the time, so obviously Brian Adams, lead vocal and guitar. Keith Scott, lead guitar. Mickey Curry, drums. Norm Fisher, bass. And Gary Brait on keyboards so obviously brian adams keith scott mickey curry 
original band. Norm Fisher, bass player from 2002 to 2016. And then Gary Brait on keyboards since 2002. So one thing I can remember is they came out and I want to say they were all wearing black t-shirts and dark black pants. So the whole band looked exactly the same, which was awesome. And I think just shows where Brian Adams' ego is probably at. Not sure there's much of one at all. They sounded awesome. Going into the show, I had my fingers crossed that, that Brian Adams was going to play first and Def Leppard was going to do close out the night. Just, again, just thinking about the two artists. I love both of them, but the type of music that Brian Adams playing versus what Def Leppard is playing. I just felt that Def Leppard would fit that closing spot better. But after seeing Brian Adams' performance, he could have easily closed the show and I would have been happy. So highlights for me, One Night Love Affair and Somebody back-to-back to kick off the show. Fantastic. Kids Want to Rock, Summer of 69, kind of in the middle of the set. Very cool. Heaven, It's Only Love. Only thing that looks good on me is you closing out the regular set was cool. And then kind of an interesting encore. I mean, Run to You makes sense. Best of Me. And then closing with Straight from the Heart. Kind of an interesting selection there. And then I made note of Into the Fire being ignored, which is just ridiculous. And it's really one of my favorite Brian Adams albums from top to bottom. So the fact that it was completely ignored was very unfortunate. Moving on to Def Leppard's set list. So Action, Let's Get Rocked, Women, Foolin', Hysteria, Promises, No Matter What, Love Bites, Armageddon, Rock On, Rocket, Photograph, Animal, Rock of Ages, Bringing on the Heartbreak, and close the show with Pour Some Sugar on Me. So break down zero songs from On Through the Night, one song from High and Dry, three songs from Pyromania, seven songs from Hysteria, one song from Adrenalize and Retroactive, zero songs from Slang, one song from Euphoria, zero songs from X, and two songs from Yeah. So interesting that they kicked off with a cover song, Action by The Sweet, but then went right into Let's Get Rocked, which I think would have come across well just as the opener. So again, they played two songs from the forthcoming Yeah album, so No Matter What and Rock On, which I thought was interesting because that wasn't coming out for another year. And then also getting Promises off of Euphoria, such a good song love that they had thrown that in there but then look at the last five songs they played photograph animal rock of ages bringing on the heartbreak and pour some sugar on me so that's a hell of a way to end their set usually animal is played earlier on in the set so having it late like that sandwiched between photograph and rock of ages fantastic bringing on the heartbreak yeah, it's a power ballad, but that 
pre-chorus part comes across so well live. Love it. They were fantastic. First time ever playing Lansing, Michigan, which was interesting as well. Their set went from 8.35 until 10 p.m., so it was an early show, which was interesting as well, and definitely benefited me because the show was on a Wednesday night, and I had work in the morning. So again, Def Leppard sounded great. You know, it was, it was just cool to see these two 80s music giants playing 10 minutes from my house and there was no way I was going to miss this show. And now on to the concert calendar. The Brian Adams has a Canadian run from November 2nd through November 12th, hitting Winnipeg, Regina, Saskatchewan, Edmonton, Lethbridge, Calgary, Kelowna, and Vancouver. And then November 23rd through December 14th, he's hitting the Netherlands, Belgium, Germany, Austria, Slovenia, Italy, France, and the UK. And then 2023, January 25th, 27th, 28th, February 1st, 3rd, and 4th, he will be in Vegas. And then April 28th through April 30th, he'll be in Indio, California. So then Def Leppard just finished up the stadium tour this past summer. And some dates with Motley Crue have recently been announced for 2023. So February 18th and February 21st, they will be in Mexico. February 25th through March 11th, South America. So Chile and Brazil. And then the European Stadium Tour with Motley Crue, which includes six festival appearances, May 25th through July 6th. So the UK, Germany, Hungary, Poland, Czech Republic, Sweden, Finland, Norway, Denmark, Belgium, Italy, Portugal, Spain, Ireland, and Switzerland. So check out Brian Adams and Def Leppard's websites for specific venue and ticket information. So now onto the band on the Bill Spotlight. So two heavyweight artists from the 80s had to figure out a way to incorporate both of them into this segment. So here's what I decided to do. Two of these artists' biggest albums came out within a year of each other. Pyromania released January 20th, 1983, produced by Mutt Lang, charted number two, and is sold at 12 million copies worldwide, and is diamond certified in the U.S. Reckless, released November 4th, 1984, produced by Bob Clearmountain and Brian Adams, charted at number one, and is sold at 12 million copies worldwide, certified five times platinum in the U.S., so, I'm going to put Def Leppard's Pyromania up against Brian Adams' Reckless. And I have put, quote-unquote, like songs up against each other to make this even more interesting. So, another thing on the sales piece of this. So, again, both albums selling 12 million copies worldwide. But Diamond Certification for Pyromania in the U.S., which is 10 million copies sold 
and Brian Adams only 5 million copies sold in the U.S., which is a little surprising because that means 7 million copies sold in the rest of the world and only 2 million copies sold of Pyromania in the rest of the world. Eh, I don't know. And again, I know this is all quote-unquote certified sales, not actual sales, but still something seems off with that, especially with Brian Adams' album charting at number one. And again, Pyromania made it to number two. So I did a little bit more digging. And so here's certified total album sales for both artists. So Brian Adams has 49.9 million albums sold, again, through certifications. Def Leppard has 42.6 million albums sold via certifications. But quote-unquote actual album sales, Brian Adams claims 75 million and Def Leppard claims 100 million. So since Def Leppard's Pyromania came out first, I'm going to use that kind of as the outline, going in sequence and then putting a quote-unquote like song from Brian Adams' Reckless up against the Pyromania song. So kicking it off, the opening track from Pyromania, Rock Rock Till You Drop, and I chose Kids Wanna Rock from Reckless to go up against the album opener. So Rock Rock Till You Drop, probably my favorite song on the Pyromania album. Intro takes me back nearly 40 years, kicks into an awesome riff, and Joe really brings it during the verse. Pre-chorus, the anything goes part, backing vocals, awesome. And then back to the verse, so they kind of tease that chorus initially. Great line from verse two, women to the left, women to the right. And then chorus, gang vocal, rock, rock till you drop, rock, rock, never stop. So a song about excess kicking off this album. And this is not their sophomore album, but the follow-up to their first album hit album, High and Dry. The screams before the solo are great. And then that breakdown, that rock rock when they bring it down. And then the ending, Joe saying, too loud, man, too loud. Kids Wanna Rock, very cool intro riff, kicks in. It's pretty raw overall for Brian Adams. Lead guitar melody in there is great. Great lyrics about being pro rock and roll. Chorus, around the world or around the block. Everywhere I go, kids want to rock. Kind of an old school rock and roll guitar solo in there, but it's a great solo. Breakdown, call and response with the riff. Kick down the barricades, listen to what the kids say. Outro, backing vocals, the kids want to rock. Very, very cool. But with this matchup, gotta go with Rock Rock Till You Drop. Next up, Photograph versus Run To You. So Photograph, single number one from Pyromania, made it to number 12. <laughs> you know, not much that you can say about this song. Just an all-time classic. Seen the video a million times. Never turn the channel or skip if it's on the radio. Classic riff. Verse and pre-chorus are great. Chorus is classic. Verse two, 
You've got some kind of hold on me line is great. And you've gone straight to my head right before the solo. Awesome. Run to you, single number one, charted at number six. Arpeggiated chords, lead guitar melody, has a Tom Petty feel to it, I think. Verse, rim hits on the snare, arpeggiated chords, bass line, vocal delivery is great, pre-chorus starts to kick in, when it gets too much, I need to feel her touch, chorus, I'm gonna run to you, underlying riffing and keyboards in there are great, verse 2 kicks in a bit more, lead fills in there this time around, cool breakdown, lead guitar melody, percussion, main riff, clean guitar sound in there, very, very cool. But this matchup, again, two huge songs, gotta go with Photograph. Next up, Stage Fright versus Long Gone. So a couple of deeper cuts in here. Stage Fright, again, that crowd noise, intro, upbeat rocker, I, you know, just okay. Chorus is just kind of okay. <laughs> this song's never really done anything for me. I know they played it live in recent years and people get excited about it but ah doesn't do a ton for me long gone cool riff underlying organ in there driving bass line verse is mellow drums chugging bass underlying organ very cool vocal delivery sounds like something jeff keith from tesla might have been influenced by it sounds like jeff keith maybe an influence chorus yeah, now she's gone. Long, 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 long gone. Solo is good. Outro, Brian announces a little guitar, and that's what he gets. Some additional soloing during that outro. So these two, gotta go with Long Gone, Stage Fright. Like I said, never done anything for me. Next up, Too Late for Love versus Heaven. So single number four off of Pyromania, never understood why this song got so much airplay. I mean, it granted it was a single, but fourth single from this album. And to me, I feel like this gets more airplay than Foolin' does on classic rock radio. And it's always just been kind of eh to me. Mid-tempo song, musically it's fine. Chorus, uh doesn't do much for me. Breakdown, great riff and vocal in there, but I'm not sure what everyone likes about this song. Heaven, so single number three off of Reckless, charted at number one. Keyboard, piano, and lead guitar melody to start the song. Verse, Brian's vocal and piano only. <laughs> that vocal melody is so good. Chorus, melody, baby, you're all that I want when you're lying here in my arms. Underlying power chords back there, keys and lead guitar fills, fantastic. Verse 2, keys are more prominent, lead guitar melodies in there. Breakdown, I've been waiting for so long. Short melodic solo is great. And then outro chorus and soloing, so good. Great interjections from Brian. One of his best ballads, and I would say one of the best ballads ever. 
So between these two songs, no brainer, I'm going with heaven. Next up, Die Hard the Hunter versus One Night Love Affair. Die Hard the Hunter, helicopter, gunfire sound effects. I would say Don't Shoot Shotgun was influenced by this song. Mellow intro, kicks into a great riff. Verse, the they can't do that, oh no, no, they can't do that is very cool. Pre-chorus, Die Hard, Hunter. Chorus, Die Hard the Hunter, very, very cool. Breakdown in the middle of the solo, cool riffing and lead melody. One Night Love Affair, so the fifth single off of Reckless, charted at number 13. Riff, drum intro, great riff, lots of space in there, driving bass line and arpeggiated chords come in. Verse, just the riff and drums initially, arpeggiated chords get added later. And then the yeah from Brian right before the chorus. One Night Love Affair, trying to make like we don't care. We were both reaching out for something. Oh, One Night Love Affair, pretending it ain't there. Oh, and now we're left with nothing. Great vocal melody, underlying arpeggiated chords in that chorus. Great melodic solo, melody of the chorus is used. And then outro, chorus, great interjections from Brian, some yeahs and some ohs. Very, very cool song. I gotta go with One Night Love Affair over Die Hard the Hunter. Next up, Foolin' versus Summer of 69. So Foolin', single number three, made it to number 28. Pretty much a perfect song, in my opinion. Mellow intro and verse, is anybody out there, anybody there? Does anybody wonder, anybody care? I'm not sure if that's a bridge in there because there's a separate pre-chorus. Oh, I just gotta know if you're really there and you really care. And then chorus, because baby, I'm fa-fa-fa-foolin'. Underlying riff is fantastic. And again, so unique with the fa-fa-fa-fa part. Such a well-written song. Breakdown prior to the solo is awesome. Solo is good. Great outro. Backing vocals. I'm not fooling myself. Very, very cool song. Summer of 69. Fourth single from Reckless. Charted at number five. Great riff. Brian's opening lines of the verse are great. Kicks in. Chorus underlying arpeggiated chords. Keyboard melody into the next verse. Chorus. Lyrics to the second chorus. Kind of a variation, which is cool. Breakdown, power chords, man, we were killing time. We were young and restless. I guess nothing can last forever. Forever, no. And then outro, me and my baby in a 69. All right, Brian, we know that this song is not about the year. Between these two songs, Summer of 69 is classic, but Foolin' is one of my favorite songs off of Pyromania and is just a little bit better. Next up, Rock of Ages versus Somebody. So Rock of Ages, single number two from Pyromania, charted at number 16. Gunter Glieven, Glocken Globen. Rumor has it that that's Lang doing that at the intro. Great intro, it's better to burn out than to fade away. Song kicks in, verse mentions Pyromania. Pre-chorus, what do you want? I want rock and roll, long live rock and roll. 
back to the verse, so they tease that chorus. When they get to the chorus, Rock of Ages, Rock of Ages, still rolling, keep a rolling. Great solo in there and chorus. And again, interesting arrangement. You get a bridge in there. We got the power, got the glory. We're going to burn this damn place down. Woo-hoo, down to the ground. And this gave the PMRC something to complain about. Pyromania, no question. Burn a building, burn, burn, burn. Somebody, single number two, charted number 11, drum hits into a great riff and another amazing lead guitar melody. Brian Adams songs are just full of these. Verse, underlying riff, lots of space, great vocal delivery, and he gives a great ah yeah before the chorus. Backing vocals, I need somebody, and then Brian's interjections, somebody like you. Backing vocals, everybody needs somebody, and Brian interjection, hey, what about you? Awesome, awesome chorus. Lead guitar melody between the first chorus and verse two. Awesome, very melodic soloing. Breakdown, another night, another lesson learned, outro, chorus, interjections from Brian, and then just the backing vocals as the song fades out. So this is extremely difficult for me. So Somebody is one of my favorite Brian Adams songs of all time. Rock of Ages is up there from a Def Leppard standpoint. I, I'll come back to this one. So, next up, Coming Under Fire versus She's Only Happy When She's Dancing. Coming Under Fire, cool intro, again, into a great riff. Good song, not really that memorable. Second chorus, more to it. Some call and response, You Got Me Coming, Under Fire. It's okay. She's Only Happy When She's Dancing. Drum hits into a great riff. Underlying organ in there. Cool lead fills. Verse, delivery, and riff reminds me of Shake It Up by the Cars. Pre-chorus, underlying ahs in there. Chorus, backing vocals, she's only happy when she's dancing. Brian's interjections in there. Backing vocals when she's dancing. Great solo in this song. Breakdown, some hand claps in there. And then outro, backing vocals, dancing, and Brian's interjections and soloing. So between these two songs, I'm going with She's Only Happy When She's Dancing, Overcoming Under Fire. Next up, Action Not Words versus It's Only Love. Action Not Words sounds like a leftover from High and Dry. Not a bad thing. Cool riff, verse, pre-chorus, call and response in there. Shock me, make it electric. Shock me, make it last. They tease the chorus and back to the verse. Chorus, because all I need is some action. Action, action, not words. Great backing vocals in there. And then cool bridge, that lights, camera, sound, part. Very, very cool song. It's Only Love, sixth and final single from Reckless. Charted at number 15. Amazing duet with Tina Turner. Great riff, tons of space in there. Another great lead guitar melody. So, so good. Underlying organ. Verse, Brian starts it off, mentions it's only love. Tina takes the second verse, mentions it's only love in there. Amazing, amazing stuff. Great lead soloing in there as well. 
breakdown harmonizing between those two you can live without the aggravation over and over and over again and everything comes to a stop and then that riff comes back outro amazing interjections from both of them more harmonizing and soloing and then ends with both of them saying it's only love and that's all so between these two love action not words but it's only love i mean classic classic duet between those two and that riff is badass in that song so i gotta go with it's only love over action not words and then the last matchup billy's got a gun versus ain't gonna cry actually both songs close out these albums billy's got a gun cool song to close the album with great vibe kind of an epic feel to it kind of a mellow verse to start chorus a lot going on foreshadowing what is coming on hysteria joe sings can you feel it in the air some backing vocals there's danger in the air joe danger backing vocals such a strange emotion joe can you feel it in the air and then bridge never give him an even break underlying orchestration during the brief solo is cool and then yeah billy's got a gun into the solo outro a lot going on closes out bang bang ain't gonna cry great intro bass drum hits into a rocking riff bass kicks in some laughing back there verse upbeat rocker pretty heavy overall chorus backing vocals i ain't gonna cry over you brian's interjections your history you're a misery baby underlying organ and keys is cool post-chorus bass is really popping in there and soloing outro a one a two a one two three into more soloing and injections from brian car crash sound effects and a scream at the end kind of a la helter skelter and or dirty deeds so between these two gotta go with billy's got a gun over ain't gonna cry so as of right now i've got five songs from reckless and four songs from pyromania and i put a pin in (laughs) rock of ages versus somebody and that is so difficult for me to do so even keeping it as a tie between those two songs still gives the edge to reckless with six and pyromania with five and even if these two albums would have evened out at the end five versus five at the end of the day from top to bottom i'd have to go with reckless from brian adams there's just too many good songs on that album as a whole again from top to bottom pyromania is awesome it's got some great songs on it but there is some filler in there and i kind of described those songs as i went through it so at the end of the day brian adams reckless over def leopards pyromania so now on to a quick slam fest tip of the week so again had just moved back to the michigan area in the fall of 2004 following summer 2005 attended common ground music festival for the first time went to three great shows there and then this great double bill hits the minor league baseball stadium in downtown lansing i was like this is awesome 
great shows in my backyard, 10 minutes from my house. I was like, this is going to be good. And something specific for this show. So again, I was working up in St. John's, Michigan, which is about 15, 20 minutes north of Lansing. And I can remember <laughs> over my lunch hour, again, this show was on a Wednesday, and over my lunch hour, I drove downtown Lansing, probably had a sandwich or something in the car, and drove by the baseball stadium a couple times, saw the trucks in the lot, saw the tour buses, and you could kind of peek in, at least from your car as you're driving by, into the outfield and see them erecting the stage and getting everything set up. And again, how funny is that? Just, I was giddy and wanted to make sure probably that they showed up and the show was on. There wasn't going to be anything standing between me and seeing Def Leppard and Brian Adams for the first time on the same night. And now to close this episode out with a Which Side Are You On? So between these two artists, I've seen Def Leppard more times, so there'll be more episodes on them. So I wanted to focus on a Brian Adams' album in this segment. And I'm going with a great album from the 80s that he ignored at this show completely. Into the Fire, released March 30th, 1987. Produced by Brian Adams and Bob Clearmountain. Charted at number 7 and is certified one times platinum. So the album kicks off with Heat of the Night, single number one, charted at number six, drum hits, basic riff, driving bass line, cool lead melody again, verse, cause you're living alone in the heat of the night. They tease the chorus back to the verse. Verse two ends with the line, better leave it alone in the heat of the night. Chorus, in the heat of the night, they'll be coming around, they'll be looking for answers, they'll be chasing you down, in the heat of the night, and then great backing vocals, where are you going to hide when it all comes down, don't look back, don't ever turn around, such a cool, cool part of the song. Outro, chorus, great backing vocals, and great interjections from Brian. Next up, title cut, into the fire, technically the fifth single but it did not chart keyboard intro into a u2 sounding riff drums kick in great bass line verse fantastic the chorus double tracked vocal slowed tempo well i know what your heart desires but you can't take it with you into the fire Great woo-oos between the first chorus and verse two. Again, chorus. Oh, shelter the flame, it may expire, rising up from the ashes into the fire. Just hold on to your life, down to the wire. Oh, out from the dragon's jaws, into the fire. So, so good. Breakdown, great harmonizing in there, great solo. And then chorus. Well, I know what your heart desires, crawling out from the wreckage into the fire and more woo-oos as the song comes to a close. Several years back, I did a deep dive on live versions of this song and found this gem from Japan. 
live at the Budokan in the year 2000. up victim of love single number three charted at number 32 bass slide down the neck intro mid-tempo verse starts opening line living on your own can be a lonely game 
a face in the crowd, no one knows your name. It's a table for one and a broken heart to go. Great, great lyrics in there. Great bass line. Chorus, heaven knows what you're thinking of. Don't blame yourself. You're just a victim of love. Great double-tracked vocal in there. Great underlying riff. And then a chorus, who's going to help you when you've had enough? It ain't no secret. You're a victim of love. Cool lead guitar fills in there. Unbelievable scream by Brian in there, a la Tina Turner. But there ain't nothing you can do about it. Chorus, ain't nothing you can rise above. Call it what you want, but you're a victim of love. Underlying piano during the chorus is great. Outro, awesome interjections and soloing. Heaven knows, and it's a lonely game. Next up, Another Day, technically the sixth single from this album. Upbeat, drums, piano, verse, mentions of Oh, Another Day, cool lead fills in there. Chorus, kind of an odd arrangement. Kind of too old school rock and roll for me. I've talked about that on the podcast. Not loving when current artists go back and try to sound exactly like that. Doesn't always work for me. Outro soloing and piano is cool. But overall, not a great song in my opinion. Side one closes out with Native Sun. Intro percussion, arpeggiated chords, verse, very cool delivery. Underlying music is awesome as well. Kind of reminds me of Purple Rain a little bit. Interesting arrangement. Though your heart beats like a drum, my native son. Arpeggiated chord, breakdown. You know your day will come, my native son. Arpeggiated chords in there. And he screams, my native son. Great solo. Outro, we were the chosen ones. My native son. Last two minutes. Instrumentation with some... My Native Son, Heartbeats Like a Drum, We Were the Chosen Ones, Interjections from Brian, and great soloing as well. Moving on to side two, kicks off with Only the Strong Survive, technically the fourth single from the album. More upbeat stuff here, organ, kind of a Huey Lewis-ish feel to it. First, vocal delay on Adam's voice is cool, pre-chorus is good, they tease the chorus. Back to the verse, and then chorus, no one gets out of here alive, only the strong survive. Verse, some piano in there, call and response is pretty cool, and the solo is good. Next up, Rebel, starts immediately, vocal and piano, pre-chorus kicks in and just builds. Chorus, he's a rebel, just a rebel, underlying riff and piano in that chorus works. All the battles are won, but he's still on the run. He's a rebel. Great melodic solo, breakdown, vocal and piano, outro, chorus, great lead fills, some ooze in there as well, and then a great scream at the end. He's a rebel. Next up, Remembrance Day, keyboard, cool bass line, intro into another U2 sounding riff, verse, great melody, Chorus, backing vocals, the guns will be silent. And then Brian on Remembrance Day, backing vocals, there'll be no more fighting on Remembrance Day. Underlying U2 riffing during that chorus as well. Breakdown arpeggiated chords, it's just Brian in there and he's just singing the chorus solo. Outro, cool orchestration. Again, no backing vocals during that outro. Call and response with Brian and the lead guitar and orchestration. Very cool. And a military snare. 
outro. Next up, Hearts on Fire, technically the second single, charted at number 26. Great riff, again, another Tom Petty feel to it. Lots of space in there, great verse, chorus, some whoa oh ohs in there, this Hearts on Fire, right from the start, it's been burning for you. More whoa oh ohs, very, very cool chorus. Underlying organ in there, riffing into the solo, this heart's on fire, one thing honey, this heart is true. And then the album ends with Home Again, great way to end this album. Starts with a bang, and then breaks down into a cool mid-tempo song. Bass, piano, percussion, keyboards, verse, very cool delivery and underlying music. Pre-chorus, you've got an ascending guitar riff in there that leads into the chorus. Chorus, Brian Adams really goes up there in pitch. So I wait for the moment when I'll be with you and all that we hope for is all coming true. And when the time we spent waiting is finally through, I'll be home again. Great melody. Cool lead fill between the first chorus and the second verse. Again, great lead fills in that second verse. Melodic solo following the chorus melody again. So cool way to end the album. So looking at these two sides. So, I mean, the one, two, three punch on side one. Heat of the Night, the title cut, Victim of Love. It's hard to beat. Another Day, eh, not great. Native Sun, I think, is pretty cool and ends side one. Side two doesn't start off great, but Rebel, Remembrance Day, Hearts on Fire, great song, and Home Again is a cool, mellow song to end the album. But, uh, you know, with Into the Fire being one of my favorite, favorite songs by Brian Adams, Victim of Love is great, Heat of the Night is good. Gotta go with side one over side two of Brian Adams' fifth album, Into the Fire. Did anyone see the Rock and Roll Double Header Tour in 2005, featuring Def Leppard and Brian Adams? If so, when and where and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? What are your thoughts on Def Leppard's third studio album, Pyromania, from 1983, and Brian Adams' fourth studio album, Reckless, from 1984? Comparing the quote-unquote like songs that I put up against each other, which album do you prefer? And last but not least, what are your thoughts on Brian Adams' fifth studio album, Into the Fire, from 1987, Side 1 or Side 2? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thank you!